Some people like to grow with their hair long. However, others must grow their hair long. And that is the mitzvah of the Nazir. A Nazir is one that takes upon him or herself the mitzvah of abstinence, to abstain from drinking wine, cutting one's hair, and number three, coming in contact with the dead. This is the mitzvah of Nazir. Devin Ezer says that the meaning of Nazir is, as the Torah tells us, that the crown of God is upon his head. That's the word Nazir, from the word Nazir, which is a crown. In other words, as the Evan Ezra explains it, that when a person has the crown of the king, it represents total discipline, self-control over one's desires. You are a king. In other words, the word melech in Hebrew is mem, lamid, chaf. Mem is moach, mind. Lamed is lave, heart. Chaf is your kaved, your liver. And that is the mind rules over the heart, and then the action comes after. However, a clown is a lemach. And that is, the lamid is the heart. Then... After the heart desires, then the mind works out how to fulfill the desires of the heart. And then the kaved, the liver, kicks in, which is the action. So, according to Ebenezer, this is the meaning of a nazir, one that carries the crown of the king upon his head, because you have total discipline. Usually, a nazir is one that takes upon himself these Restrictions because they have an addiction. They are totally subservient to their desires, and therefore they have to refrain from those desires and they become a Nazir. Today, in reality, there are very few Nazirim. And the reason is because the conclusion of the Nazirite, which could be as short as 30 days to life, when you conclude the Nazirite, you need to bring a carbon a sacrifice. And that concludes it. Today we have no holy temple. And therefore we cannot bring a sacrifice. Because of this, if you are a Nazir, you are a Nazir forever. There's no way to end it. There are people today in Israel who are Nazirim. But the problem is, once you start, you cannot stop. It's eternal. And therefore many people refrain from becoming a Nazir. But the laws of Nazir and the message of Nazir is truly eternal. So this is the pshat, the simple interpretation. What is the hint of Nazir? We find a very interesting halacha. The Rambam says like this. The Rambam says, a person that makes the following statement, Hareini Nazir, I am a Nazir, Biyoyim on the day, Sheben David Baboy, on the day that Mashiach comes, when does he become a Nazir? He must start immediately, that day. Because from here we see the power of trust and belief that one must have in the coming of Mashiach, that if he says, I will be a Nazir the day Mashiach comes, he must begin becoming a Nazir at that moment. And this is really connected with the verse in Amos, 
in the prophet Amos, chapter 2, verse number 11. He says, The time will come when from your children will be prophets, and from your daughters will become Nazirim. They will all become Nazirites. This is really a mitzvah of the future, when Mashiach will come. And it's interesting that the idea of, of Nazirites are associated with the daughters of Israel. Because as we find in the two famous stories in the Bible, who became a Nazir? Number one, the famous Nazir was Samson, Shimshon, Shimshon Agiber. His hair was very long, he was a Nazir, and that's why he had tremendous strength. And the other Nazir that we find is Shemuel Hanavi, Samuel the prophet, was also a Nazir. And both of them became a Nazir via their mother. They both became a Nazir because their mother instructed them and inspired them to be a Nazir. So it started with their birth because the mother took upon themselves this restriction and the children continued to follow in that in that same policy of being an Azir. And by the way, Yosef was also an Azir for a short while. He's called an Azir. Joseph as well was an Azir. But the two famous Nazirim that we talk about all the time is Samson, Shimshon Agibra, the strong Samson, and Shmuel Anavi, Samuel the prophet. Why are they associated with women? I believe the reason is because when Mashiach comes, we will see the power of the feminine mystique. And it says, Eishas chayil ateres baila. When Mashiach will come, the woman of valor will become the crown of her husband. And furthermore, the prophet tells us that the keva to save of gever, that the feminine, the woman, will surround and overpower the masculine. So therefore, this idea of the Nazir, which represents this great level of abstinence and piety and holiness, will primarily be within the realm of Mashiach, and it will be initiated and carried out through the qualities of the women of the Nekeva. This is the idea of Remez the Hint. What is Drush? To get a bit more technical... There is a discussion in the Gemara, in the Tractate of Tainus. What is the meaning when it says that the Nazir, his hair shall be holy? Holy shall be the growth of his hair locks, of his hair. Do we say that this represents the person himself, the Nazir himself, the individual himself becomes holy, therefore his hair is now automatically holy. Or rather, the holiness is only upon the hair. That becomes holy. The hair becomes holy. Similarly, if we say the hair is holy, to take it a step further, what does that mean? Is the hair holy always? Or is the hair holy only because of something else? which is the haircut. In other words, in order to have the haircut, you have to have the hair grow. Because once you cut the hair, as the Torah tells us, you cut the hair right at the door of the Oal Moed, which is the temple, the holy temple, the Besamikdash. And then they took the hair and they burned the hair. 
underneath the pot that was cooking the sacrifice that the Nazir offered. So it was part of it was part of the process of the purity and the holiness of the Nazir. So in other words, you have two things here. Is the here itself holy, or does it become holy only once you use it for the fire in the holy temple? And this would be a nafkamina la which means it would make a differentiation in practical Torah law. And that is the following example. You have this handsome Nazir with this beautiful hair, and now you have people in the shaitl business. And they sell wigs, human hair wigs, $5,000, $10,000 for human hair. So a group of thieves get together and they decide they're going to hijack this Nazir. And they're going to grab him by his head and shave off his hair and sell it for a lot of money. So the question is now, if the hair is being sold and is being taken off against his will and is not being brought to the Holy Temple to be used under the pot for the sacrifice, it's not being burned, is the hair still holy or not? Yeah. That's the nafkimini, that's the question. And from the Tzemach Tzedek, it seems that the hair itself is holy, regardless if it ends up under the pot or not, the hair itself is holy, and that is the meaning of holy shall be the hair of your head. And that is why the Nazir, in contrast to a married woman who covers her hair, the Nazir, on the contrary, is allowed to hear, allow his hair to grow, and the hair is revealed. Of course, they have to wear a yarmulke on top. That's a separate issue. What is the concept according to Kabbalah? What is the idea of soid? We find that the Zohar tells us that the hair of the Nazir, is so holy that it comes from the keter, the keser, the crown of Almighty God. It is called Arich Anpin. And because of that, the here is actually kadosh, the here is actually holy. Now, we explained earlier that most people today do not become a Nazir. But yet, the mitzvah of Nazir is eternal. And primarily after Mashiach comes, we will really understand the depth and the secret and the Kabbalah behind the mystery of the Nazir. But to bring a few applications today to live by this concept on a daily level. We find an interesting halacha. And that is, a father has a right to make his child a Nazir. He can take a decree, a promise, an oath, and say, my son is a Nazir. Now, the father can do this for a son against the child's will. Against the child's will. Under Bar Mitzvah. Now, a mother cannot do this. Which now raises the entire question. If a mother cannot do this, how was Shimshon and Shmuel Anavi a Nazir by the fact that their mothers made this oath or took upon themselves this promise? And the answer really is that Shmuel Anavi and Shimshon Agibor later accepted this upon themselves. Yes, their mothers initiated it. They, they inspired the child to do it. 
But really, ultimately, it became their own thing. A similar concept in halacha is pertaining to the concept of gerus, conversion, child conversion. If parents want to adapt a child, and they convert the child at birth, or, or an entire family converts, both parents were not Jewish, and now they take their young child and they convert the child as well. The child goes into the mikvah and becomes Jewish, but at the age of 13 for a boy and 12 for a girl, the child now needs to accept upon himself Judaism. If they are moche, which means they now protest and say, I don't want to be Jewish, they're no longer Jewish. But if they accept upon themselves Judaism at that time, then retroactively, they are Jewish from before. And the same was true by Shimshon and Shmuel. The mothers took the responsibility to make them a Nazir. But ultimately, when they became Bar Mitzvah, they took upon themselves that responsibility. And therefore, retroactively, it brought upon them the Kedusha, the holiness of Nazir. So what do we see from here? There are two ways to become a Nazir. One is by forcing, making a decree, taking upon the mitzvah like a father or like a mother, which is to inspire the child. And this is really two approaches to chinuch, which is education. And that is the education primarily of the father and the education of the mother. Generally, the father educates a child in a dogmatic way. You have to do this, you're not allowed to do that. You do this, it's good, you get rewarded. If not, you get punished. It's very simple, it's black and white. The chinuch of a mother, the education of a mother is through love, is through compassion, through sensitivity, through a story. She turns to her child Shmuel and says, you know Shmuel, you know, before you were born, I couldn't have children. And for many years, I prayed to God. And I told God, I promise, if you give me a child, I will dedicate my child to God. And after I made that promise, Shmuel, you were born. And therefore, I dedicated you to God. Do you realize and understand why you are a Nazir? Do you realize why I made you different than everybody else? And the child says, wow, ma, I didn't realize that. You had a problem having children. You were banned for so many years, and I'm a gift and God brought me into the world, you mean I wouldn't have been born? Yeah, you're right. I do owe this to God. I want to be more holy. I want to be more dedicated. I want to be more godly. And therefore, with that love and that story and that inspiration, the child now becomes closer to God. And the same was true with Shimsho. His mother did not have children. And the angel appeared and said, Look, God will bless you with a child. But you should not drink wine and don't put a razor on his head. And Shimshon is born. And he has tremendous power. He's given a gift. But the mother says, look, don't shave your head. You know why? Because you are a gift to me and you are a gift to the rest of the world. And by explaining the child, the importance of this, and the same is true when a mother tells a child, you are You were chosen from all the nations of the world. And our first father, Abraham, couldn't have children. And his, and his wife, Sarah, couldn't have children until they were very old. And it was a gift. We are all a gift. It was a miracle. The first Jewish child, Yitzhak, was born. Abraham was 100. Sarah was 90. Do you realize? We're special. We have to dedicate ourselves to God. We have to give our time and our talents and our money and our abilities 
to make the world a special godly place. So this is the chinuch, this is the approach of the mother, and this is the unique quality of the nazir, according to Chassidus. Similarly, there are two reasons for the nazir. One is that, as the Gemara says, when you see a sota, a woman suspected of infidelity, and you realize what wine could bring a person to do, you say, uh-oh, it's not for me, I don't want any wine. In other words, I too am addicted to wine. I do have a tremendous temptation for worldly things and I, I indulge in all my temptations. Therefore, I will become a Nazir. I'm going to remove myself, abstain from these things. By making an oath, this will give me the strength because the word Shavua, oath, means to satiate. It will give me the strength to overcome my temptations. This is the first approach. And there's another approach. Why am I becoming a Nazir? It's the crown of God. I want to put God's crown upon my head. As it says, when you become a Nazir, God takes off his crown and puts his crown upon you. I want to be elevated. I want to get closer to God. I want to be more spiritual. It's not that I want to run away from the evil, but I want to get closer to Hashem. And that's a nicer approach, more inspirational approach. As we find in the Chassidus the terminology as pasnished. Why don't you do it? It's not about, oh, you shouldn't do it because you're going to burn in purgatory. Oh, you shouldn't do it because you get, you're going to punished. No. Look, you are B'nai Malachim, you are children of kings. You come from Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rochav, Look at the wall. Look at the pictures of your grandfather, of your grandmother. Look where you come from. Look at your beautiful heritage. It's pasnished. Which means it's inappropriate. It's not befitting for you to do these things. Ah, your neighbors do it. They can do it. They don't have the same lineage. They don't come from Sinai. They don't come from Avram, Yisrael, Yaakov. They don't come from Sarah, They didn't have a Zaydi like you have. They didn't have a Bubby like you have. You're comparing yourself to your neighbors. If they had such Zaydis and such Bubbies like you, they would be better than you. Unfortunately, who are they looking after? You know, one of the arguments that I tell people, you know, you want to believe you came from monkeys, fine. I believe my grandfather was a, was a big tzaddik. You believe your grandfather was a monkey, it's not a problem. Believe what you like. So the idea over here is, by understanding where you come from, by understanding where you come from, this is the Nazir. This is putting the crown of God upon yourself and to live a more, a more virtuous and a more holy lifestyle. Furthermore, what do we find? <clears throat> it says pertaining to, to Shimshon Agibor Samson that he will be a Nazir for God and he will begin to bring salvation to the Jewish people. Shimshon was born and he brought tremendous peace and protection to the Jewish people. There are those of us who say, look, I don't have to be a Nazir. I don't have to do any mitzvahs. My grandfather was a chief rabbi of this country. My grandmother, you know what she did? She was the head and the president of all these sisterhoods. I come from good stock. I'm holy. I don't have to do anything. Comes along Torah and says, if you want to be a Nazir, then you have to know that you have to bring salvation to the Jewish people. Are you bringing salvation to your people or not? 
If you're bringing salvation to your people, you're a Nazir. If not, you can't walk around saying, I have the crown of God upon my head. Finally, the mitzvah of Nazir teaches us another interesting halacha. And there are those people who say, you know, Judaism is so expensive. To be a Jew, you get bankrupt. You know, Pesach, you eat matzah, right? Matzah is called lechem oini, poor man's bread. Why is it poor man's bread? Because after you pay $50 a pound, you become poor. So it's poor man's bread. You know, you buy, you buy, you buy your period fill in. Today it's $2,500 if you want a good period fill. I mean, you know, it's very, very challenging to be Jewish. Who needs the whole thing? Meat. When it comes to buy a piece of steak, you buy, you know, the kosher butcher, it's $50 for a piece of steak. I go to key food, it's $2. I'm a chaya. Who, I mean, why do I need the kosher foods? The same thing, because the rabbi made a blessing. I'll bring my steak to a rabbi, I'll make a blessing on it, then I'll eat it. But the law of Nazir, the mitzvah of Nazir tells us that you could be religious and you could be godly and it won't cost you anything. Why does the Nazir? The Nazir abstains from taking a haircut. I just saved you 50 bucks. <laughs> Don't go to the barber this month. I saved $50. And, and, and wine, you know what cost a bottle of wine? Good wine. $200 a bottle, $400 a bottle. All right, a cheap bottle is $25. Water is a lot cheaper. So, so you become, I become a Nazir. I become a Nazir. I don't drink wine anymore. And then I save going to funerals. You know what it costs to drive out to Long Island or Jersey? Today's $10 a gallon. I drive out, I come back. Again, I'm bankrupt. Ah, I don't go to funerals. I'm a Nazir. But in truth, in truth, what is Nazir teaching us? That to get closer to God does not mean you have to spend money. To get closer to God means to sanctify something in your life that you dedicate to God. For the next 10 minutes, I'm going to study Torah. For the next 10 minutes, I'm not going to indulge in eating ice cream. For the next 20 minutes, I'm not going to go swimming. I'll, I'll, I'll say a capital to him. I'll recite Psalms. Yes, I'll do swimming later. I'll do my exercise later. But right now, I'm dedicating 10 minutes to God. This is the meaning of Nazir. You don't have to grow your hair long. You don't have to bring a big sacrifice. You don't have to burn your shaitals or your hair. Today, a Nazir means to give up five minutes or ten minutes and dedicate that to Almighty God. That brings about that God will place His crown upon you, which means together with that crown, you have blessings of health and long life and sustenance and all good things and all good wishes. I just want to end with one final story. It's a famous story, but I believe it brings some insight to the mitzvah of Nazir. There was a famous rabbi, Rabbi Yosef Weinberg. He is the, the author of the Lessons in Tanya. He translated the Tanya into, into Yiddish, and then later his children translated the Tanya into, into English. He tells a story that a man called him and said to him, I have a big question I need to ask the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Being that you are in New York, if you can do me a favor and write the question down and give in this paper to the Rebbe's office and get a response from the Rebbe. It was already late in the evening. 
he writes down the question, he puts it into an envelope, and he runs to 770, and he was hoping to give the envelope to Rabbi Hadikov, the Rebbe's secretary, and at the end of the day, before the Rebbe would leave, Rabbi Hadikov would go into the Rebbe, and if there were additional letters and questions, they would have a few-minute discussion, and hopefully he would take, at that time, this envelope and bring it into the Rebbe's office. Rabbi Weinberg came to 770, and at that time already... Rabbi Chadikov had entered into the Rebbe's room. So it was too late. He missed the last opportunity. And the man needed the answer right then and there. So he decided, what I'll do is like this. I'll take the envelope and I'll put it by the crack in the door. So when Rabbi Chadikov will open the door to go out, the envelope will fall. He'll see it. He'll pick it up and give it to the Rebbe. So that's exactly what he does. He puts it into the crack of the door and he's waiting for Rabbi Chadikov to come out. And the door opens. Rabbi Chadikov walks backwards, which is the way you walk when you leave a Rebbe, respectful. You don't turn your back. You walk back. And he turns to Rabbi Chadikov and says, No, did you get the envelope? He said, What envelope? Okay. He realized that Rabbi Chadikov didn't see the envelope. Fifteen minutes later, the Rebbe responds to the question and gives an answer. So now he realized that the Rebbe himself had to bend down and pick it up. For a tzaddik, a Rebbe, a Nasi be Yisrael, the Moses of our generation, he made him bow down, bend down to pick up an envelope. So the next morning he writes a letter to the Rebbe. Rebbe, please pardon me. I'm sorry for making you have to bend down and pick up the envelope. And this is what the Rebbe answers. The Rebbe says like this, this is my entire purpose to pick up. In particular, things that others overlook. And this is really the idea of Nazir. The Nazir is not that God says to us, stop drinking wine, stop cutting your hair, stop going and, and going to funerals. That's not what a Nazar is all about. It's about lifting us up, putting the crown of God upon us, giving us a deeper purpose, giving us focus, giving us meaning, making our lives more productive. So we hope and pray that, as the prophet tells us, very, very soon we will see the coming of Mashiach. And then our sons will become prophets and our daughters will become Nazarites with the coming of Mashiach from Hera Bimenu Amen.